to me, Palm Sunday is meant as setup or reminder <laughs> rather than uh, actual It doesn't content. carry the same weight as the other days is wild if you have uh, good friday at five no 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 <laughs> no <laughs> i so that's literally on my notes that's wild <laughs> literally my notes welcome back to the catholics who cuss sometimes podcast this is pepe aka the one that jesus loves listen to our last episode for context Anyway, on this episode, Rob and I will be ranking the days of Holy Week. Yes, you heard that right. Ranking. We'll be giving our top five days of Holy Week. We'll be talking about what we love about it and the parts that are more challenging for us. So yeah, if you're up for it, sit back and let's talk about Holy Week, gang. What's up, man? What's up, dude? It is... What day is it today? It is Wednesday. Recording it's on Wednesday. late on a Wednesday night. It's it's about to be Thursday, actually. That's very true. In the Jewish tradition, it is Thursday, actually. <laughs> and this is a Jewish show. <laughs> I have a whole thing on that, too, for, for this thing. We, we, uh, we could talk about that on a different episode. I have, I have something on that, too. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if I have much, but I will say, like, when you asked me what to talk about this week i did feel compelled to like look up theologically stuff interesting like, okay just like a little teaser oh, for what, what we're this, about to what do this shit means yeah so well it, that's why the jewish thing came <laughs> up because i was like oh shit am i jewish completed okay anyway for for another episode <laughs> um uh yeah dude like you had purdue and arizona in your final four <laughs> bro my shit's done I also had uh, we released that episode UCLA. right the day we record that episode the day before they both lose. I, it might oh, well, have Arizona been, lost already, but Purdue lost the next day. Purdue lost, yeah. The next was it the next day or that it was night? the next day? We recorded on a Thursday and they they lost on Friday. So we had like a like a small group meeting here in my apartment with the students, and one of the girls she saw my bracket next to my TV. And she was like, Purdue. And I was like, yeah, man, I gave her the whole, the same Zach Eady pitch that I gave you. <laughs> Which this is so Thursday funny night. listening back to it when we, when we edit. It's stupid, man. She texts me on Friday and goes, Rob, I'm so sorry. And by that time, I hadn't watched the game yet. And I was like, oh, shit, are you okay? I texted her. I was like, are you good? Are you okay? Like, what's wrong? And she goes, Purdue. And I turned the TV on and Purdue is loses to a 16 was like, dude what just happened it's just so funny that like we have a whole maybe minute and a half to three minutes just dedicated to how zach ed is living your dream and you want to root for purdue (laughs) he made it a reality bro and they were gone crazy just like that they were gone that's why the bracket is so crazy march madness is wild and it's almost pointless man yeah by the time we could talk about it now but when this releases on monday it will actually be the day of the national championship. So there's really no point in talking about how dope Marquise Noel is. That point guard from Kansas State plays the position the way it's supposed to be played. The most assists through what, like four or five games bro, in the tournament, was, man? Bro, anybody that loves basketball and watches would thoroughly enjoy watching that man play. And he's 5'8". And that's that. Tiny, bro. We should just pause. And <laughs> when they interview him, he goes... 
faith. He goes, first of all, all glory bro, to he God. He has a tattoo uh, behind his oh, ear. Faith. It just says faith. I was like, he's is this guy, tough, is this guy my favorite player? <laughs> and he's the New Yorker dude. He's a tough dude, man. He's he's pretty cool. That was, I was watching hey. his games. I was like, damn, if you were any taller, this would be like prime NBA. But like, you know what? As Laker fans and us not having a first round pick, maybe we could snag him in the second round. Who knows? Who knows? Yeah, we do like tiny point guards, man. It's the worst. Okay, that's that for all you uh, non-sports fans. I don't know what you're doing with your life. Uh, team camaraderie and uh, all the good things that come out of sports. <laughs> it's beautiful. It's a spiritual experience. But on a, on a related note, though, I just got the newspaper. For, so San Diego the Diocese newspaper? has... Okay, it's, it's the Catholic... It's the Diocese Diocesan newspaper. Okay, okay. And the head article, one of the head articles is Team Sports Picks Up at Catholic Schools. Hmm. And your thoughts and on that? The, the opening quote is like, we teach people body, mind, and soul. And it's like, facts. that's correct, man. Facts. You learn so much on the court, bro. But Look hey, at Marquise Noel. For dude. everyone that didn't think talking about sports was spiritual, there you go. That's right. There you go. And that's that. Anyway, bro, how's uh, Lent going for you? Honestly, man, Lent has been going really good. Well. Me and, uh, well... It's well. <laughs> Thanks. My fiance and I, are we allowed to say like uh, partners' names? You said Joe yeah, a couple what? episodes ago. It, I mean, if she's okay. My fiance's with it. name is Marielle. She listens to this. Um, Thanks, Marielle. We did our first session of marriage prep. Ooh, okay. Um, and I thought it was a cool like Lenten thing because it does really, it's, a, it's one, a challenge, but it also is just so intentional in like how you explore your relationship and what you've come to learn about that person. Mm-hmm. So, it, it was a great setup. We did that uh, this week, and with this the week, priest obviously that is marrying you, is going to marry, us. and is also yeah. your spiritual director, right? Correct, correct. I I fed him a, a Filipino dish called Bicol Express, and he bit into the pepper. I love Bicol and he's Express. Irish, and my boy was sweating bullets, man. <laughs> he was, he he ate like a bowl of yogurt. Does he <laughs> does he meal. work at USD? Is he one of is like he the chaplain? He is a he is a university chaplain oh, at okay. USD. That's cool. Cool. Yeah. Anyway, that whole setup really put me in a good place for Lent, man. We we prayed differently that evening. Just I feel much more like God can work with me and use me and not only be delighted in me but like and be proud of me, but I feel like I'm just more in communion with the Lord, which I don't really expect out of Lent because I like the challenge part of it. But there have been real fruits of the whole experience. So I feel good, man. And I don't want that to be like my downfall. But <laughs> I appreciate you asking because I actually feel kind of nice this time around. How about you? I want to say it's kind of the opposite. I feel like every Lent I go in feeling like, man, I'm going to have like just such a amazing, moving spiritual experience over these next 40 days and i'm gonna be like so close to the lord by the end of it not to say that that's not happening because my lenten promise uh between me and god and you know i tell my wife i tell anyone who asks i i wanted to start every single day basically not doing what i want to be doing whether that's checking scores going through social media watching whatever highlights, uh, basically not doing anything that I want to do before I actually spend time in prayer. So there have been days where it's been very easy for me to do it, and I want to really offer my day, and there have been days where I'm just 
super tired and I just need to look what the weather is going to be. Uh, so I get ready for work. And even on those days, I'm just like forcing myself to really just like offer my day to the Lord first. And it's probably something I should have been doing, you know, my whole life. That's probably something everybody <laughs> should be doing. But, uh, you know, I had to, I'm using these 40 days to do that. But in turn, not that it isn't making me closer to the Lord, because I do feel like I'm growing closer to him in doing this promise. Um, but mm-hmm. I, you know, I haven't had like some crazy spiritual moment where I'm just like slain in the spirit. I'm just like, I'm, I'm changed, but maybe that's kind of how God is working on me right now. It's like a slow, a slow change. Yeah. I think honestly too, if you were to change that dramatically, I'd be a little fake. Conf- <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that ain't you. You bro. levitate now? <laughs> what? <laughs> You do magic, bro? <laughs> uh, yeah. So, I mean, it's been good. It's been fruitful. And Holy Week is coming up, the holiest of weeks, which kind of brings us to what we're we're going to do here. We're going to marry the two things that we really like to do, I think, with this podcast, which is trying to, <laughs> trying to be us and, and talk about the things that we would talk about in the way that we would talk about them, but still talk about the faith and the way the Lord is working in our lives. So what we're going to do today is Rob and I are going to rank the five days of Holy Week. And I apologize if you feel like the Tuesday and Wednesday and the Monday after Palm Sunday is in this. It's not. We're going with Palm Sunday, Holy Thursday, Good Friday, Holy Saturday, and Easter Sunday. Those are the five. Sorry if you think you want to talk about the chrism mass that happens every every diocese or something like that that i guess we could but that's not what we prepared for and what we're going to do is <laughs> what we're going to do is we're going to go through our rankings 5 to 1 we're going to kind of talk about what we love about those days whether that comes from scripture or or the mass or anything like that and then maybe even share about some experiences good or bad with those days memories we're going to walk down memory lane with these uh with these rankings. Did you understand the assignment, my friend? I think so. This was, when you asked me to think of this, I feel like I deeply reflected on this stuff. Hey, hey. I feel okay. like this has been good for my approach to Holy Week. So thank you for asking. I don't think I've ever really thought about, you know, like, whoa, what, what parts of this week do I like and why and, and all that shit? <laughs> so. I mean, for context purposes... This is episode three, so we're not going to pretend like <laughs> we have like this master plan of how we're how we're approaching this podcast. But bro, you texted me yesterday. Yeah, that's said, what I'm saying. Yo. Like, there wasn't a lot of prep that went into this idea. I just yeah. thought of usually like the week that we don't record, Rob and I will talk about the last episode, things we can maybe improve on technically, like not so much the actual like flow of the conversation, but then maybe topics, potential topics of what we could kind of discuss the next episode and we didn't really have that conversation until yesterday and it was the day before yesterday that I was kind of thinking about it and before I even reached out to Rob Rob hit me up and was like are we recording and I was like yeah just hit me up when you're free I have this idea and I just pitched the idea and yeah I mean if it got you to reflect then you're welcome <laughs> yeah dude I hope it I don't know who listens to this anymore thank god I don't know but I th- I think it's a really cool opportunity, man. I think it's a great question to be like, hey, yeah, how what are how would you rank the days of Holy Week? But it's That's like the world yeah, man, part. I do. 
I do care about certain things and certain elements and certain memories. And I like, don't like some of the days. No, I'm just playing. <laughs> I know. I, I mean, there's still top five picks. This is the coolest week of the liturgical uh, yeah, year. Yeah, exactly. For sure. I, I don't want anyone to misconstrue the fact when we talk about our fifth ranked one, we're not shitting on that day. Oh, 100%. These are still top five picks. It's just man. the like, prompt. I was thinking about that. It's just too. the it's prompt. Like, I wouldn't. I wouldn't do this any other week, you know? There's no other week in the calendar in the church that I would be like, oh, yeah, let me rank the day. Exactly. It's only and, because and this, these are the top five days. And the episode is going to drop after Palm Sunday, so we'd have already, I mean, if people are going to listen to it, they'd have just been fresh off folding them palms, you know what I'm saying? So That's right. That's right. Okay. So without further ado, why don't you get us started, bro, with your fifth ranked holy day. Let's go. With the fifth pick, <laughs> it's not a draft uh, of, my, this, my G. of this week. This is more like a big board. My, my okay, yeah, all right. Let's put it up on the board. My fifth favorite day of Holy Week is, I think it. I think we're all in agreement here. Is Good Friday? Wow. <laughs> <laughs> I don't have that as my fifth rank. Great, that's interesting. Okay, well, well like, sell me why. Tell me why, and then let's share. Let, let, let's go back and forth. But I do, I do not sure. have that as my fifth rank. I do think Good Friday is my me putting Good Friday as my fifth favorite day, for lack of a better term, my least favorite day of this week is because is is kind of selfish. I I, th- I think it's a really sad day. Okay. There's technically no transubstantiation on that day. There's mm-hmm. no mass. And like I do think the service is like it's somber. It's not complete. It's somber. It's somber. It doesn't have all the parts. It's just venerating the cross, my boy. <laughs> right, right. And 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 personally, selfishly, I don't enjoy that. I think it's a, a tough kind of day. You you can't eat. <laughs> That's fair. Uh That's fair. When I it's when funny, I grew it's up, funny my because mom, sorry to interrupt, but it's funny because Lent officially ends on Thursday. And so you get to Friday and you you then have to fast again. <laughs> right. It's it's crazy. Um my mom would like not let me do anything cool on Good Friday. We always had it off for school. I don't know why. It became like a holiday in Florida real quick with all the Christians. But I couldn't <laughs> do anything. All my friends would go out cuz it was we had the day off and I my mom you would be the like day really off. Wanna... Yeah. Did you go to a private for, high school? I did not. And you had the day off? Public school. Or did your mom yeah. take you out of school? No, we all had the day off. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Sometimes it would be so, like spring break, too. Okay, yeah. That I, and that I understand. I couldn't, I couldn't do anything. It sucked. All my friends would play basketball or something or go to the mall, and I'd be like, my mom would guilt trip me and be like, Christ has died today. Okay, I mean, like, I can't argue there. I will, however, say I don't have that at five because i would say saturday is just as sad and somber oh i got a whole thing on that that, that, that's the reason again we're gonna keep talking about good friday first because this is how we're handling this but just as a little foreshadowing holy saturday is my my fifth okay okay so but but i do get what you're saying because at the same time my parents would do the same thing that your mom is telling you on Good Friday, but we we had that for an entire twenty four hours on unless we were going to uh, the vigil. Mm. So like mm. all of Saturday, like 
the lights weren't even on in our house or like if oh, if me and my brother were like gotcha. playing 2k and something crazy happened i couldn't even yell it'd be like yeah boy like just quiet just quiet yup yeah, but could let's not. continue with friday first and then we can we can get into the saturday conversation so the the reason it obviously it's still important to me is this the virtue of of love i think is this is the argument for love right sacrificial love whoever loses their life will gain it in the eternal world right like the thing is to die for a neighbor like this is the ultimate sign of love mm-hmm. and i think it's a different model of love than what i have grown up around where the love is charismatic enthusiastic hugging and kissing and you know just so full of uh, good looking energy i guess this is like a really tough thing but but i do recognize it as like that tough love that actually makes a difference Mm -hmm. i mean Um, call me cliche because of all the phrasing you know you hear around this season where it's like you can't there is no Easter Sunday without Good Friday, but that was that was my mindset in in how high I had that ranked. Besides the fact of the actual mm-hmm. sacrifice that Christ makes, I have Good Friday at like two <laughs> for me because no, I because of the, it, the the act itself. Yes, is is the passion of Jesus Christ a difficult one to watch? I'm not just talking yeah. about the movie, but let's we can talk about the movie. Yes, it is, but it is the truth, and it is what happened and it's why we have eternal life it's why the resurrection happens because that needed to happen Dude. first you know what i'm saying so i couldn't i couldn't have it that low even if it's I a like, sad so, day and it is a sad day i like this thread because what i'm reading is that you approached this reflection in a more christ-centered manner than i did <laughs> i feel like that that the you, argument hey, for good forgive Friday me for asking but are you saying i'm christ-like <laughs> no, I'm saying you're Christ-centered. Okay, okay. But I think I approached it as 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 me-centered. Like, how did it matter to mm. me? Which, I mean, just is just another way of approaching it. I have other arguments for other days where where I'll get back to this whole love. Sure, which we'll get to. Thing. But another re- and yeah. t- tell me if you like this point though. Another reason I love Good Friday is low key how the passion starts when he's praying in that moment lord let this cup pass for me if it's possible you know oh, i feel like lord. that's that's jesus in one of his most like human moments and some of the oh, some yes. of the times in my life where i've actually felt like i've prayed that prayer too like i'm stuck in some shitty thing and i'm like okay lord i get that you feel like i can handle this and at the end of this prayer, I will trust you in thinking that I can handle it. But if it's cool with you, can we let this cup pass? You know, dude. I feel, I feel very that that not that Jesus is not relatable in other aspects of you know his life, his ministry, all that stuff. But especially there where he's praying, and then him getting frustrated at his friends. Not that I'm always frustrated at my friends. I'm just saying like that he's so human in this in this moment right before everything starts. Uh. And 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 I think. A lot of people forget that he is fully divine and fully human all at the same time. And so these are aspects of his life where the dude is so human. The the boy is sweating blood here. You know what I'm saying? It's a it's a really cool scene. When you read it, I think it's a little poetic. Mm-hmm. But when you imagine yourself in the scene, that shit is so like everyday kind of life. 
where it's like you wake up and you're like, man, I don't want to do this. Yeah. You know? I mean, as deep and as it, that it's, is, uh, and then folding that up into into just being like, bro, y'all couldn't stay awake for just like an hour. Right. Like, right. It's so yeah, I, it's so human. I think the translation for us is so like clear. Like we say that shit all the time to our people. All of that, that whole narrative of like John 17, John 15, whatever. All of that is just so every, like so human. So I agree. I think our theologies might not match up because I put that <laughs> shit under, under Thursday. Okay. That's okay. That's maybe where I was going to ask you. <laughs> Do, is that tech? I mean, in my head, that's, that's happened past midnight. Right, you're Jewish, you know. Okay, what do we know exactly what time the Last Supper was? I don't know, but I eat supper at seven. So, well, the Passion of the Christ, right? I'm not just not <laughs> not talking just about the film, but when we read the Passion, which you know, this is dropping Monday. You just read it at Mass. Do, doesn't most of it start with that prayer, and that's happening technically on Friday, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, it happens. Thursday evening. Okay. In the Jewish, so in the tr- Jewish tradition, your day the the day starts at sundown. Okay. So we're so, so we're both right th- and we're Thursday both wrong. Thursday is technically Friday. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. So did you know? Did you know theologically or liturgically, Friday to Sunday is considered one day for the Triduum or like in general? Triduum. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I did liturgically it's like Mm -hmm. one one thing and right yeah so in the in the narrative it's that's why you can't tell what hour of the day all of it's happening until he dies and all that but yeah it's like it it is supposed to feel like this long drawn out thing because it is which which it was total experience yeah i I doubt it was happening fast i i do love that conversation on like the humanity of christ i i gave this whole like spiel or speech on like fear and like the humanness of it in in our in ministry one time and i just sat with that image from the movie the passion of the christ shout out mel gibson (laughs) where where christ is on his knees in the garden and he's like not we're used to seeing pictures of him like leaning on the rock and looking up to to the lord and the light shining on him Mm -hmm. but the image of him in that movie like kind of sitting in the grass, like kneeling on the grass, kind of staring out in his space. And like before he goes to the rock scene is so human. Right. And I, I got, I went through this whole dialogue with myself in this talk about talking about like the roots of humility and human and even humor. All of it is all the same, right? It comes, it means like from the earth and this whole like dirtiness and, I don't know. Anyway, I can go on, but I I love that. Like, I will say, I have that narrative very high Am on I my board. Am I swaying you? Are you like for, thinking? No, maybe absolutely like... not. I'm not Jewish, so for me, that's Thursday, and so it's very high on the board. Interesting. But, interesting. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think also not to not to just focus this on Good Friday because we still have four more spots to go. But I feel like. I mean, I'm, I'm only going to speak for myself and not that this is basically just the passion of the Christ, just analyze. We're, we're talking about Good Friday here, so that's why, that's why it's a main topic right now. But I think when you see how they depict the passion, it's hard not to be moved in whatever emotion, right, that you feel when, right. when watching it, right? And so 
when going through like my actual, you know, conversion, I'll call it conversion because I, I mean, I'm a cradle Catholic. So, you know, maybe some people will argue with that term, but when I really came to know <laughs> Christ, these are the images that I'm kind of seeing just like to, to remind myself of the sacrifice and just the shit that this innocent man had to endure it puts things into perspective, you know, about like, man, this is, this is different. You know, it's not, it's not just, it's not the same kind of sacrifice. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, that's, that's why it's pretty high for me. I get you. I get you. The first time I watched Passion of the Christ, I watched it in theaters with like my church group, like church group, not even ministry group. The church, however, we all went and as Jesus is getting crucified, the man next to me offered me Skittles. (laughs) And I was like, bro, read the room, my guy. My, I cannot right my, now. My, I got to add a story, and it's not even my own story, but one of my best friends, <laughs> one of my best friends in the world, her name is Lauren. I think she shared with me one time that she went to like a, a 13th birthday party or something. So like she had like 10 friends there, and they went and watched The Passion of the Christ, and it, it's just, like, <laughs> just not the move and it was supposed to be a sleepover, and I guess she told me that after the movie, everyone just went home. That's a horror <laughs> film for a sleepover. That's tough, man. Okay. That is so weird. I know. It's funny, though. So if she's listening to it, shout out to Lauren. But anyway, what do you have at number four? Number four. I think we can agree here. Maybe not, now that I, now we're talking. I have Palm Sunday. Mm-hmm. But you probably have that higher, or no? You have no. Palm Sunday fifth. Palm Sunday. Okay, anyway, Palm Sunday is four. Saturday is five for me. So okay, okay, okay. So I agree. so Palm Sunday, I think it's like a a solid reminder of the kingship of Christ mm-hmm. in juxtaposition to the to the humanity. I think a lot of the narrative in the Bible prior to this is kind of magical, where he's performing miracles and doing ministry and getting demons out. And so you get a good sense of who Christ is as, as God, um, and you get a good sense of who Christ is as man, because you know, he cries with Lazarus, and you, know, you get a, an idea of who he is. But then he comes into the city, and he's revered as a king, and you're like, oh shit, he's not just God, and he's not just, and that, that's a weird statement to say, he's not just God. <laughs> but you know, he's not just this like, you know, magical person up in the sky right. with powers, He's also king, which means our king. You obey at yeah, least for the, our for the king. people that are there and us, obviously. But. Yeah, and you have to make a decision there. If like, do do I not only see this man as God, as you know, someone who has who's omnipotent, but someone I will obey? And I thought that idea of him recognizing me as king, I think, is really powerful, and particularly in the way he does it on Palm Sunday coming in on a donkey hosanna hosanna bro <laughs> I, I just think of a have you seen dear brian dear what dear brian it's a uh like monty python movie oh no or no. life of brian sorry life of brian okay no but anyway give me the reference uh it's basically this guy who gets mistaken for christ his whole life <laughs> they get like switched at birth or something monty, anyway, monty python is goaded, but i haven't seen that one but that's that sounds funny <laughs> yes yeah, it's, it's kind of funny um anyway i just think that not only are you do you recognize him as king in your own life and it sets you up for a wild week mm-hmm. but it the you realize what type of king he is and like a king that comes on a 
a donkey. Yeah, it's not majestic. You know, says a lot. Yeah, says a lot about how he rules, how how you obey him, how he participates in your life as a king. And I think that like, I think thematically, it's it's just a really good setup for the week. That humility thing is huge. While at the same time, yeah, we're humble, but. Hey, you better recognize exactly what's what's happening. And again, so, I want to cool. reiterate that we don't find any of these days bad. We're just ranking them, okay? So <laughs> when I say what I'm about to say, it's not a demerit on the day. But I had it low relatively. It's only five spots on my ranking, basically for like a worldly sense, okay? And it's 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 the juxtaposition. What happens, right? You just said it prepares you for this, like, you know, one hell of a week that we're about to go through, right? So the the high that we feel, even in the mass, right, that we're like, most churches don't enter in normally that day. You kind of meet, at least for us at UCLA, mm-hmm. we're going to meet outside, right. and then we're going to come yeah. in a different way. We're going to listen to a gospel. Like, it's different. It's like a different entrance to the entire mass, right? I My mind continues to go forward, like, and again, maybe that's just God calling me to be more present, but I feel like, man, these are the same people that are going to crucify him. We're the same people that are going right. to just kill this innocent guy. And, and, and because you know it, you know, I mean, you, you put yourself in the shoes or sandals of these, uh, these people in that those days, they don't know that it's about to happen. So, I mean, they're really just present and focused on that day. But for me, I'm like, man, I just feel the looming, you know, like dread, <laughs> of what's about to happen um a few days from now and and I just I'm just like damn you know that's kind of like the 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 feeling I feel about that day not that it's not cool cuz I mean I love folding my my little palm into a cross even though I don't know how to do it so I just pretend until oh, my uncle damn. or my dad or my grandpa just grabs it from me and does it for myself or does it for me and um yeah, I mean, could you speak on that? Do you, do you do you get me at all in terms of like that yeah. looming kind of dread? I think that's a really like great introspection. I, that, that's something you have to take to prayer because it's like, why do I? I'm so aware of the hypocrisy of, of what's of about this. to happen. Yeah, and if we you're literally so aware talk of about it, it, it's the gospel. <laughs> yeah, and and you and you participate in the gospel, mm-hmm. crucify and, and it. Yeah, so it's a really interesting reflection for you to like be speaking those parts, knowing that you are also the one to crucify him, and like yeah. the the play that it has on you. I didn't think about it that way, but I, I do think that's just a really good reflection on yourself. Like, why do I feel like a hypocrite? You know, and 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 it angers me. Like there's a restlessness to it. So maybe, yeah, maybe God has you in a good place where like, I'm glad you recognize that hypocrisy. Because you also said like, they don't know what's about to happen when they when he comes into the thing, into the city. But what if they do? You know, what if to some degree, like they're they're praising this guy and revering him, but in the back of their mind, they're like, I'm ready to drop this dude and call it a day. You know, I mean, if they were the same way we are, like, obviously can't get into the minds of the people right there. But I mean, there's no I guess there's no evidence of that in terms of what we get from Scripture. So, I mean, we could speculate it like maybe, you know, they're they're just as human as we were. So maybe there there were some people that were thinking that. But, yeah, I just end up feeling like, man, this is so cool. We're welcoming him 
in this way. Yeah. This is awesome. You shout Hosanna. You even the songs, right? That we that I prepare for mass. Like right. the beginning is are so like, you know, upbeat, and they're they're just they're like this. It's, mm-hmm. it, it's kind of signaling like the start of not even kind of. It is signaling the start of Holy Week. But by the gospel, and now we're in uh, offertory and communion songs. It's it's a lot more somber. You know, you're now thinking about wow. his passion. I didn't even realize that. That's liturgical expertise. That's some insight. That that's some insider knowledge <laughs> right mean, there. Hey man, it's it's my job. I try. Yeah, that's good. I yeah, I didn't really think of that. But that that is really tough to to swallow. It's interesting, bro. Our, that we uh, that we took the prompt based on our answers and and the conversation. You could just see that we looked at it from different aspects, which is you know is dope. Yeah, yeah, no, I think it's, I think it's valuable. That's a good little thing to just sit with. Maybe I'm just sitting with it too long, but um, <laughs> I do like that idea of, yeah, like why are we, why are we so aware of the hypocrisy? But I also think it to affirm your point. I do think while we, it's fair to speculate that they're human too, and and they know what they're doing, just like we know what we're doing. I'm I'm ready to. Praise my God when it's benefiting me, and I'm ready to drop my God when it benefits me. To sometimes, you know, my, yeah, my I mean, human you're, side of you're it. saying that statement as a as a reflect as a, her- as a heretic. Yeah. Okay. No, I'm I'm yeah. I'm saying like that's not something you want to be doing, but it's something you notice oh, yeah. about yourself, yeah, it, right? Okay. I think it's a it's a reality when you're in you know when yeah. you're in your I desolation. Mean, when push comes to shove, there, there are so many times where we fall short. So I mean, it, it is good right, to. Right, right. Uh, recognize it is what i'm saying so that yeah. that's dope you know you're holy bro that's good one would Thanks, say man. cool uh yeah i also think i gave it a lot of reason as to why it's cool like the day but i didn't say why i put it in fourth okay Go ahead. uh particularly i i think the good reminders and like the introspection it doesn't carry the the meat of other days where where to me palm sunday is meant as setup or reminder rather than uh it doesn't carry the same weight as the other days is wild if you have good friday at five no 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 (laughs) (laughs) i so literally on my notes that's wild (laughs) literally my notes say number five good friday dash sad as fuck (laughs) that's literally (laughs) what i have written on my thing like it's four because it doesn't carry the same meat as the other other days <laughs> okay. But yeah. Friday. Okay. That that was incorrect. But the okay. the, the fifth one was personal. It yeah, was yeah, very personal. It, I'm, I'm just, I have a lot of bad memories. Nah, I'm giving you day. shit. I'm giving you shit. Okay. All right. What do you have? <laughs> what do you have at three, my boy? I think I'm getting a lot of shit here. I number three. I have Easter Sunday. Ooh. <laughs> the Michael Jordan of Holy Week. Okay. Go ahead. Uh, you don't have to. Be picked first Wait, to the be the Michael best. <laughs> Tell for the listeners that don't get it, please. There were two guys who the world thought was better than Michael Jordan. Let's and let's they were cut wrong. Portland some slack, even though they were wrong, because they had a Hall of Fame shooting guard there, nowhere near as good as Michael Jordan, nowhere near as correct, good. But correct. But they felt we have a shooting guard here. We don't need Michael Jordan. <laughs> That's not my argument here continue, for Easter continue. Sunday. I, I still need Easter Sunday, obviously, but I'm just saying, you don't have to be first to be the best. 
you know, we're all just, you know, ranking things here. Anyway, just let it be known, Easter Sunday is the Michael Jordan of my Holy Week. Okay. Easy notes. I wrote, obviously, it's it's the biggest day. I'm getting goosebumps just talking about it. I don't even know why. It's, Easter's, like, that is the faith, right? Like, yep. that we have eternal life. I, I, I could cry. I could, I have goosebumps. My hair's standing up where it's like, <laughs> We have eternal life. Everything we've ever wanted from the moment I've come to learn and understand the world. And, you know, I'm no longer when I can comprehend the first things that I comprehend is to receive what I want. And we know what we want is to be happy and loved and live forever. And Easter fulfills like it. It it clearly and demonstratively clarifies that reality that truth that we can have all of that and that god has given us that through the death and resurrection of jesus christ so it's yeah it's a pretty big day it's the it's the day it's the day it should be on par with christmas which is what i wanted to again i looked at this a little different but i have it at three two Three as well. Oh, three two might not me. be three T O O. But I have it there because of everything that you're saying. It is the reason that the church is where the church is and that has survived as long as it has. But it is on par with what people deem to be the biggest holidays. And sometimes people don't know. You know, even Catholics don't really feel that sometimes. You know, for and sure. And I want to change that. I think being a a husband and new father. I I have a vision for what I want Easter to look like as I'm, you know, becoming, you know, starting my own family with my wife. And I want it to look and be as important to our peers and our friends and family around us that we hold this day just as big as people think Christmas is. You know what I'm saying? It's like, it's I want a feast on that day. I want it to be just oh, amazing. That's where we get the feast from. The whole Sunday feast is from Easter. It's... It is unfortunate that Christmas, not unf- I don't know what the word is, but I think the argument is like people are just so human and so selfish that it's much easier to emphasize and prioritize the holiday where humanness is expressed. Yeah, yeah. Right, which is Christmas. Like this idea that God became man. Like, dude, it's just like me. I'm fucking human. Mm-hmm. And that's why we put so much love into Christmas. I think... Easter does what everyone's afraid of. Like, that's the real Go challenge, off, bro. right? Go off. I think people, if people realize that they could, ha- they would, they could live forever, and that they could be completely happy, completely free, satisfied, because the the Lord gives us everything we've ever wanted through resurrection. That would dramatically change every perspective like every Mm -hmm. approach to life would change and i think more people are afraid of that and more willing to celebrate the humanity of christ but if you read scripture end to end in in many forms there's a lot of talk in the old testament of god becoming man which is you know like this fulfillment oh yeah god becomes man but there's more talk of eternal life and all that is that god brings so whether or not he became man, 
the gift of eternal life and freedom and happiness and peace and joy and all the fruits that we talk about and want would still be present. Yes, so sure, the the God becoming man is crucial to the to the whole narrative. Yeah, I mean, it, it doesn't happen unless Correct. that happens. <laughs> but all those other gifts that we want, all the gifts promised by this creator who loves us come from the Michael Jordan come from the Michael Jordan with no narrative. All of those things would still exist. Mm -hmm. Right. And I think that's why Easter needs more love. I unfortunately put it at three, but I put it at three because (laughs) it's the Michael Jordan. Exactly. I like the way you looked at it. And maybe that's a challenge for not only me and having my own family now and you and the family that you will be starting once you get married to, to do that. Maybe anyone who listens to this, let's let's actually be Easter people the way that all your Instagram posts are going to say yeah, <laughs> next man. Sunday. I, what's crazy is more people use the term Easter people than uh, Christmas people, you Facts. know? And that's so interesting to me. Like, what it, what about it? Why would you rather be, why, why do we feel so compelled to be called Easter people, yet give more attention to Christmas. the humanity of Christ? Yeah. And I, mean, I think it's a selfish thing. Yeah, I mean it's. I mean the gifts probably don't help. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's true. Yeah, I mean where where I think Easter's where, getting there? Where are you with the Easter bunny? I'm not anti. <laughs> have you seen Donnie Darko? I have. I, Is that's that what your I Easter of. bunny? <laughs> kind of man. <laughs> <laughs> There's that. You know. Have you heard that that Rex bit of Easter? Rex Navarrete? Yeah, yeah, he has an Easter bit. That's a Filipino comedian. Not that those are the only comics we listen to, but we're talking about Easter here. But he he has this whole bit of like, (laughs) like Jesus is dying and he he calls John over basically and he just says, hey, commemorate this day by painting eggs, (laughs) hiding them in the sand, and enjoying chocolate bunnies. He ain't wrong. Which is like puts into perspective what what the world has yeah. changed Easter to. Yeah, I mean we do the same shit for Christmas, really. Yeah, yeah, but I mean, but you're right. We get, and <laughs> I mean, if people really thought about it, the Lenten season is much longer than the Christmas, the it Advent is. season, mm-hmm. right? Like, why? Yeah, why do we give? And people give so much weight to Ash Wednesday. It's not even no a holy day of obligation. No one it's gives crazy the last... day at UCLA, by the way, at the UCC. Wild. Same, same. Was it bad? Our Dude, I got to work on Ash door, Wednesday bro. at like at like six fifteen AM. I didn't leave UCLA until like nine <laughs> PM. That sucks. Because we had mass on Man. campus and at our Catholic Center, so we were just going around everywhere. It was it was dope though. Very crazy. Very nice. I can to go see off on that, that too. Many I, I, people there, um, whether yeah. they were there for the right reasons or not, I'm not here to speculate. But it was yeah, it was really that's God's work. It was dope. Okay, so we agree yeah. there on three. What do you have at two? This mm. is pro- this is where I'm getting kind of shocked because I, I'm starting to feel like we're gonna have the same number one. But I'm I you already know that I have Good Friday at two. So why in the world yeah. is Holy Saturday at two for you? Why in the world is Holy Saturday number two? This is great. This is a good one. Okay. So, obviously, the Easter Vigil. So, I'm talking about the chronological day that happens. Easter Vigil happens Saturday. It does. Which, to me, is... 
I'm not like the biggest. I I give a lot of shit to the Easter Vigil just because of its length and its cinematics. I guess that's you, some you people's first encounter with a Catholic mass. Yeah, that's not, which is that's not how I would try to. I know. Bring I in. I I get what they're trying to do, but like, it's not fair to those experiencing it that way. So I struggle with that, but. The Easter Vigil is a really cool, like, in terms of the the content and the practices, when you learn about them, fucking cool, man. Like, <laughs> Great the, reason. The, 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 the receiving of sacraments, the communion with the church that people get to mm-hmm. experience, again, gives me goosebumps as I speak about it. It is a really powerful thing. I have a particular experience... I celebrated Christmas in the Philippines for four years, and or damn, I'm on Christmas, um, <laughs> Easter in the Philippines for a long time when I was in college. I spent every weekend with the priests mostly because we are always playing basketball, so I had to stay on campus. And every week with these old ass Jesuit priests, we would every Holy Week we would go through all the kind of events. And I never went to Easter Vigil. Because one, the priests were not up that late. They were all tired as hell and old. And so I had an aversion to it. But then my when I did my year of service, uh, you could say missionary work, we, we had an Easter vigil. And it was with all young people. And that was my first time doing vigil. And no one was, you know, receiving sacraments or whatever. But we went through. Oh, you had no of, you had no one entering the church? Yeah. Yeah. It was just kind of us as a group celebrating that practice but it felt like we were in communion with this bigger church yeah yeah and it was just a super cool experience to do that with such vibrancy and like young people who really had a strong faith and we had all been through a particular experience of service in very marginalized places and we brought that into that space and it was just a really cool like reminder of how beautiful the church is and how how much it brings in and how how like uh, media it is and I think the Easter Vigil is literally a sign of how like long this thing can like how oh, yeah how yeah. much is in there and so I think that's really cool particularly at that Easter Vigil they do this thing at Easter Vigil I might be spoiling it for all you non-Catholics they do the they light the candle and it's like this big event and it's all dark and they light the candle it's like a movie bro when it, it's especially, especially when it's done well not movie. not that not that it's not beautiful when it's not quote unquote right. done well because it is it's kind of a production yeah. when that when that thing happens it has to be yeah but it is i have a cool story about that too like i grew up going to franciscan university in steubenville for yeah. their youth conferences because wow. we lived in virginia yeah. so yeah we were going there every summer but my uncle went and got his master's or his doctorate, I don't know. One one of those uh, post-grad stuff there in theology at, at Steubenville. So one Easter, the whole family went to Steubenville for Easter vigil, right? And that was mm-hmm. the first vigil I went to where I felt exactly what you were just talking about, the vibrancy and the community aspect of being proud to be Catholic. There, they had mm-hmm. obviously RCIA candidates that were entering the church, and it was the first... Dude, it was wild, bro. When when the priest said, let's welcome the... After the baptism happened, right, already? And he said, let's yeah. welcome our new brothers and sisters to the church. People were holding up chairs above their head, just like yelling, because <laughs> we're in their, in their field house, right? So it's, it's huge. Yeah. And so people are just going 
wild and it was the first time i was like man this is this is dope like i'm dope, i'm just yeah. looking at how happy people are for these people because that's yeah that's life you know what i'm saying yeah, like and, yeah yeah so yeah. i do get it my reasoning for putting holy saturday at five mainly had to do with the way you and i looked at it you're look you're looking at the vigil being a part of that in my head the vigil is already like it's Sunday to me. Easter Sunday. Um, yeah. Even though, whatever, someone can fact check me and tell me I'm wrong. I will agree with you. I'll agree with wh- whatever when it comes to that. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, so it's mainly just the the worldly aspect of my family saying, hey, Jesus is dead. <laughs> so we're we're going to be quiet today. <laughs> so that, that's part of my bigger argument. So even without the Easter vigil, because I don't think I have enough uh, experience or history with the Easter vigil to tout it like i like i'm like i'm about it because i don't even right like you can't ride that hard for it (laughs) yeah yeah i don't really go to easter vigil i'm not gonna lie i'd prefer not to to be honest um my my real argument for it at two is is precisely what you just talked about it's juxtaposition between death and and life i think there is like a argument so where easter sunday is the sign of faith like this is our faith what we believe in Good Friday is this is love, right? This, you know, when people talk, the cross is love yeah, and all that yeah. stuff. For me, Saturday, that dead time where Christ is in hell, mm-hmm. right? And they're explicit me, with that. Yeah, right? He's it's, there. It's, yeah, he's he's going through it. To me, that is the ultimate sign of hope, right? Like, you don't have a symbol of love. You don't have a symbol of faith. What do you have? You have good stuff. You have to hope. Like there like to me, faith is you you believe in something. You've seen something and you believe it. Like seeing is believing. I to some degree, yeah. We we have the evidence to back it up, like the Bible. We have things to experiences to to feed that faith or to grow that faith. And we You're have saying in practices a sense, of though, love. Right? I mean like yeah, we're, yeah, we're not yeah, trying to be sense. Thomas here and just you know. No, 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 no. And and we and we have practices of love and all that, but hope precisely to me is like is the one you don't see practiced, right? It's hard to practice hope being hopeful. Yeah. And I think Holy Saturday is the It's it's definitely a call. Of it's hope. a it's a call to be hopeful here. Yeah. Yeah. Like I would have I would no agree choice, with you there. Right? I would agree. And like I said, that's why all five days are dope. You know, hundred percent. All five days are good, and and I love that we're talking about this because that's going to make me kind of change my perspective on Saturday too. Um, we we have our CIA candidates at UCLA, so we mm-hmm. we as a as a Catholic center go and support them for the vigil. So me, Joe, and Gus will be going. Um, it's our first time going for for UCLA, and they do it at a different church. Oh, cool. Yeah, it's it's just St. Paul, like very close. No, oh. but yeah. um. But yeah, no, I think this is beautiful in a sense. You know, you were kind of saying that earlier in terms of a good reflection. And now that's how I'm going to feel this Saturday. I want to ponder on that and think, okay, where where is God calling me in my life to be more hopeful? Because at this point, he is nowhere to be found. Right, right. That's so the thing, it's, right? Like, it's, it's beautiful. Yeah, I like that. I like that a lot, actually. As a Jew, you know, who believed in Jesus because you saw him produce miracles, you saw him die on the cross, you have the whole right to be, just be like, well, nothing's happening today. I'm a dip, you know? Yeah, yeah. And then when Sunday happens, he resurrects, and you're like, I'm back. That Like, that's sick. 
but Saturday you don't have any of those. And it's like, I have this image and do I believe I have this image in my head. Your wife will like this example. Oh, pre-wife, your fiance will like this example. Pre-wife. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I have the thought of game six of the 2013 NBA finals. Sorry uh, to any people that don't watch sports, but they showed that the, the, the shots of the crowd in Miami leaving, Mm -hmm. You know what I'm talking about? Like you have yeah. you have the opportunity to be like, all right, I'm bouncing. This is over. Yes. Yeah. Or you have the fans that are hopeful and stay and get to witness one of the most clutch, amazing basketball plays and basketball shots to have ever happened off of an offensive rebound, which Tim Duncan definitely, definitely should have been in the game for. But boom. And then right there, <laughs> there it is again. So there's just my worldly sports example of what you just said. Because that's you're right. a really there, great example. You're right, though. There, there is not only is it a call for us to be hopeful, but as just people with free will, we do have an opportunity to be like, "All right, he's gone. I guess. Yeah. I guess I'm. I guess I'm gone." You're right. Exactly. I think that's a real test because uh, on Sunday you don't have that option you you have to believe at that point you're like either you believe or don't that this guy has risen <laughs> and then and then ray allen makes that shot and then they show the clips of people trying to get back in but it's, exactly but, but it's locked. yeah you got no Except choice in it, our faith those doors are open <laughs> that's right boy <laughs> you can uh, come back that's anyway. exactly it that's a great example everyone needs to look up that clip yeah just go watch and it. see and ray allen they, they, for, they forced that game seven so anyway that leaves us with one more day, and it's interesting that we both have it at one. I want to I wanna know why you have it at one, and I'll tell you straight up, it's... Wait, wait, wait. It's Thursday, right? Yes, 100%. Okay, yeah. <laughs> I think we have it for mostly the same reason. Okay, there, there's many reasons. Ahead. There's many reasons why Holy Thursday is amazing, and it's beautiful, but I will leave it with one reason, and then you can kind of take us with some of the other stuff, but it's... The institution of the Eucharist for me. That's, that's why. It's the best <laughs> Bro, this is why we're friends. I, my notes where it says Good Friday five, five, Good Friday satisfied. I have one Holy Thursday institution of the Eucharist. It is, bro. It's it's. Oh my gosh, I love. It's it's the reason why we're Catholic, man. It's it's the closest one can ever be with anybody. He allowed yeah, he allowed he allows for that to happen. The dude wasn't engaging in hyperbole when he's like, "Eat my flesh," <laughs> you know, when he's giving that right. And, and people like like we said, they dip, but you know, he in, has his in the Bible. They did. I know he has his homies there on Thursday, and this is what I, which kind of alludes to Good Friday too. Um, and again, not to keep talking about the Passion of the Christ, but I used to use this point in a few talks I've given over the years, and I called it, like, the John moment, not to keep harping on how dope and cool John is, <laughs> but give that man an Oscar if we rewind time in 04. But the guy who's playing John, right, when when they kind of flash back to uh, The Last Supper, and he sees mm-hmm. Jesus bringing the bread and, like, telling him, take this, eat it, and then it, pan- not pans, but it it goes back to what's happening on the cross, and the cross is being lifted up like this. If you look at John's face, I call it this like John moment of like this realization, right? He is simultaneously looking like he's the saddest person to have ever walked the earth 
and the happiest person to have ever walked the earth. If you look at the guy's face, I have I have a screenshot of it on my phone because I look at That's it for inspiration. But look at it though. Like maybe That's next cool time you though. watch it, yeah. if you do watch it um, during this week, take a look at that moment. He's just like, he's like, he's panting. He's like, he's coming to this realization. This is what God, this is what Jesus was talking about. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. This is what, this is what's happening. This is what he meant. And it's beautiful. Okay. So I will, I, without further ado, I will let you continue. My, Has that happened at mass for you? Yes. yes. Yeah. There's been many I times. Think- I can think of this one example. I was on mission in, where were we? We were in Dallas. We were doing this big ass retreat. I forget what's it. I mean, Dallas is the city, but it was like a, Dallas is like the major city and then there's little right. cities in it. But anyway, the team was going to daily mass. It was just like a random one. And I had been contemplating in my brain at the time starting to receive on my knees just Mm -hmm. for whatever reason. I think the Lord was just kind of calling me to do it. And for whatever reason, every time I would go up there, whether that was nerves or being shy or whatever the case may be, I just would, you know, make that throne with my hand, (laughs) just receive it (laughs) on my hand. But anyway, so I'm, I'm going back and forth with these thoughts and, um, I'm sitting down. I had already received communion and had the thought again of like, I'm going to receive on my knee on my knees. And I go up there and I receive on my hands and I walk back to my pew and I'm just like, I'm such a bitch. Like that's like, that's what's (laughs) what's going on in my head. Right. And so I'm praying and I, I see this mom at the end of the line. Okay. See this mom. She is holding a toddler, like who's walking with a toy in her hand. She Mm. is on her left hand holding a baby. Okay, and then a carrier on her back with another. Oh baby. come on, dog! No, okay, no. and I'm I'm just I'm just looking at her walk right because the way the church no. was set up, there was like pews on the side, there was pews in the middle, and there was pews on the other side too. You know how like those churches where you yeah. can kind of see, and so yeah. I'm I'm watching her, and I was like, it, it was as if God was telling me, watch this, and I was like, oh, and I was Lord. like, in my head, I I kept going like, no. No way. <laughs> I was looking. She got closer to the priest. There's three kids with her. And and what does she do, man? She, she kneels down, receives on the tongue. And I was just like, that's Jesus. Bitch. That's why that's she's crazy. doing that. Because she has every reason not to in terms of convenient, for convenience yeah. sake, right? And because that is the body, blood, soul, and divinity of Christ, that woman is on her knees receiving him right now. And... Have I swayed in different dips and, you know, hills and valleys in my life? Yes. But for the most yeah. part, from that moment on, I just started receiving on my knees. And yeah, man, that, that call that one of the John moments I had. I was just like, that that's Jesus. Wait, you still receive on your knees? Yeah, I don't. I, I, I've pimped oh. the system at UCLA where <laughs> I just wait until after. They, they don't mind yeah. the priests there. Like it, there are people at UCLA that receive on their for knees sure. but because i'm playing music for all of the masses there and there's no sometimes there's no other instrument players just to yeah. kind of not break continuity i ask the priest or you know whatever eucharistic minister is still there at the end of the day if i could just receive and they just give jesus wow. to me there and i'll do it i don't know if i've ever seen you receive i didn't realize that i've had bad experiences with it too i went to a church one time and not to make this negative but I went to a church one time. I went to receive them on my knees, and the priest said, "We don't do this in my church." He said that to me while I was kneeling. No, not, not only was it tough. embarrassing, 
not only was it embarrassing for me to have to like stand up to receive in that moment, but I was like, whose church is this? Is this, yeah, is this yours? Yeah, that's interesting, is this man. That's Jesus? really interesting. Yeah, I didn't know that. I didn't know that about you. I remember one time we were at retreat and there were no kneelers, me and you. I, it was my first retreat with you. And there were no kneelers and there's a, all that thing like, all right, should you kneel if there's no like kneelers and all that shit? And you complimented me and said, you said, thanks for kneeling. I did that? As an example. Yeah, you did. Essentially as an example to all the kids, right? Like who Was this like a confirmation choose. retreat or something? Yeah, yeah. And I think that that type of kneeling, you know, you kneel in certain parts of mass because you are being reverent. And that's the reason I don't kneel when I go up is because I feel like I have kneeled enough. I went to a retreat with like a lot of our friends actually in L.A., where a quote really stuck with me. And one of our friends, I'll, I'll name him PJ, he had posted one of the quotes that stuck with me for a long time on like whatever, Twitter or Tumblr or some shit, whatever it was on. But it was like, if we really believed that the Eucharist was the body, blood, soul, and divinity of Jesus Christ, our King, we would be on our hands and knees crawling to receive mm-hmm. this man. And yeah. That really challenged me for a long time. Where I was like, you know, why? Yeah, why do I act a certain way? Yeah, am I shy or whatever? So I, I try to justify it by saying that I kneel throughout Mass because, you know, I am reverent and things like that. So, yeah, I deal with that, not dilemma, but that, that crisis of John where it's like, man, yeah. this is both incredible and sorrowful at the same... Yeah, it's a wild, wild experience. It's uh, it's crazy. It's yeah. it's so evident that this was going to be number one because not that we veered off the topic. It's just because we have so many stories about the Eucharist. Yeah. But let let's kind of bring it home here in terms of why else oh, you yeah, put Holy yeah. Thursday sure. there. I mean, like the whole foot Easy. washing, the washing of the feet is beautiful too, bro. Yeah, I I, I didn't really get into the foot washing thing until I was much older. Sure, uh, sure. I mean, but it's, it, it is one could be self conscious cool. about that. Uh, not that I was self-conscious. I just, no one did it in my circles. I never okay. grew up with it. I just never saw it. So, I, yeah, I think it's cool. I'm, I, don't, I think that's like tradition that's not necessarily like, it, it doesn't, if you were to remove that tradition, a lot of what I believe about that day is still fully present. Mm-hmm. I think the narrative in the, in the Bible is really good there. On note of Bible, and this is just to wrap up that whole idea of this is my body, this is my blood. One of my biggest arguments is if we were to believe, if we were to take what Jesus' word for real, when he says, I'm the, I'm the life, I'm the, I'm the light, I'm the vine, I'm the, I'm the way, I'm the truth, we see that as pure fact. But for some reason, when he says, this is my body and this is my blood, we take that as symbolic. Yeah. And to me, that makes no sense, right? Like, why do you take one thing as literal? Why do you believe he is the way, but you don't believe that he is, this is his body? And we're not so, even talking about just Protestants here. There's like a percentage, a good percentage of Catholics that don't even. For sure. I think I have that. that doubt every once in a while, right? Like, I think that's just, a, that's where faith and, and the virtues of the graces of God really play into your life. Like, how, how do you participate in this narrative eternal, of eternal life? Right. Communion with Jesus. Anyway. To close that up, I think the narrative in the Bible prior to the Last Supper, or no, sorry, after the Last Supper, everything from Last Supper 
to his uh, arrest, to me, is Holy Thursday. Okay. A lot of John falls under that. He is a specific chapter. John chapter 17 is Jesus' prayer for his disciples. I cry reading that. In context, man, like this man knows he's about to die. This man has just been betrayed by one of his best friends. Mm-hmm. Like just everything he's going through. He's like on the way to the garden, basically. He's already, they make their way to the Mount of Olives and things like that. And this man prays for his friends. Like he calls them his friends, right? And he says like, God, you gave these people to me. And there's just certain lines in that passage, in that prayer that are so like, like, oh, I don't know. I, I could gut wrenching sometimes. Gut wrenching, man. Like so beautiful. And, and one, it's also like a really intimate way of seeing how Jesus prays, right? Like we ask him, how do you pray? And he'll do all that stuff and he'll offer worship to God throughout the, throughout the gospels. But particularly this to hear God pray for his friends is just so beautiful to me that that whole before he dies you know Mm -hmm. and he just had dinner with them you know he celebrated passover the connection to the jewish roots like the continuity like the fulfillment of of the jewish those promises promise right like all of it is just so like for that to happen in 24 hours man like yeah you can can see why john is like lost yeah. and all that but also so found so that's why i when I, where i say easter sir the vigil is like this it shows you the fullness of the church i think holy thursday that narrative man like sh- shows you the fullness of, of christ and and who this god man king was and so i am i can go on for days yeah i mean i think this is solely just because we we looked at it from a different time frame of what we mm-hmm. depicted Thursday and Friday to be. But every reason you just said of why you have reasons for Thursday to be one were the reasons I liked Friday at two. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, right, right, right. Um, or where I had Friday where I had it. So, I mean, I think... I'm, it's just a holy week. It's a holy ass week, bro. <laughs> holy ass week. There's a lot bro. going on in this week, and I don't know. This kind of feels like I'm gonna challenge you right now, bro. And I hope you don't just shoot it down. But I feel like this is one of those episodes that we should actually end in a prayer. And for we could just pray for us, or we can pray for anyone we think are listening, or to to the random listener. But I just feel like. Maybe we can close this in a prayer to just like help us reflect and get through Holy Week. I know we had like a good time and it was fun just like dissecting why and talking about memories and and stories. But this is a big week for us, not in our church. And if you're up for it, it'd be cool if you could kind of lead us out in this prayer. (laughs) What if I said no? Uh, Then we would just end and the music would play. But I know you're not. So... (laughs) I I will affirm as you were speaking, my mind said, "Man, I want to pray for this. I want to pray for you." And I I don't think I could talk about the pray of Christ for his friends without wanting to pray for you. And I think that's why we're friends. And I went through this whole ten second 
loop in my head where like, well, is this for the, is this for the pod or whatever? But I was like, no, man, like this has been really good to think on and to, to pray about. And I, yes, I truly feel called to pray for you. Like my question was like, how, what do I need? What do you need praying for? But I think it'd be nice to just pray for you. And obviously you pray for me. Yeah. Um, yeah. And in turn, let this prayer be for whoever. Oh yeah, of course, of course. Yeah. That's how all that's how all prayer works. Yes, sir. Yes, yeah. sir. Let's pray. Well, well, let's just. I mean, I guess we don't have yeah, definitive yeah. rankings, huh? Because we had our own. <laughs> but I had, <laughs> I had, I had Holy Saturday at five. I had uh, Palm Sunday at four. I had Easter Sunday at three. Good Friday at two, and Holy Thursday at one. And your rankings went. Very close. Five Good Friday, four Palm Sunday, three Easter Sunday, two Holy Saturday, one Holy Thursday. All right. You heard it here first. I don't know what other show is going to rank the Holy Days, but that's just what we do. <laughs> All right. Let's, let's bring it back and let, let's pray, bro. I'd like to, man, revel in the grace of God, the, the spirit that we so deeply like want and invite into this space i think i'm very grateful for that so we pray in the name of the father and the son and the holy spirit oh god we are so grateful and so at ease when we are before you and i just thank you for a brother who is alive in you, who reveres you, who honors you, and reflects you. I'm moved by a life that is directed towards you, that speaks of you, that knows you and loves you, and is most of all is loved by you. And for all the times that I turn away from that challenge, that call. I know you have only more mercy and forgiveness and love for me. And I just ask, Lord, as we enter into Holy Week as a family, as a community, as a church, that you give us the grace and the humility to recognize how we enter your kingdom how we enter into your glory and how we bring glory back to you and help us to recognize where we might be hypocrites and where we fail and where we lie and where we fall short. Help us to realize that even in the span of a week, we can change our lives because you, you can do this, Father. We trust you and we believe in you. And we are hopeful that you call us to this eternal life, a life full of love and peace and joy and all the grace that you promise us. And we offer all this up through your mother who, who believed in all of this, who is an ultimate sign of hope and an ultimate sign of, of sacrifice and love that you showed on the cross, she, she showed in the womb. And we ask you, Mary, to lift us all up to your Son as we pray. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with you. 
Blessed are you amongst women, and blessed is the fruit of your womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Amen. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. That was fi-fi. That's crazy, man. When you said it was going to be longer, I was like, shit. No, I had a feeling, just because we I were going to talk about why they were ranking yeah. the way that they were. But all right, bro, anyone who got through all of that and is still listening, we feel sorry for you. But uh, no, we thank you for joining <laughs> us for episode three of the Catholics with Custom Ties. We'll, we'll catch you later. We pray that your holy week is holy <laughs> and blessed. Amen. Amen. Gang, gang. Peace.